Hello everyone. How are you doing today? I hope this Wednesday is treating you fantastically well. We're deep into August now. And not deep, I guess what? This is the second week? This is the second week of August. Midway. Midway. I hope everybody's enjoying it. I sure am. Um, besides the fact that time seems to be speeding up every day. It's 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 coming along with more interesting days. So it's working out. On this episode of the podcast, I have Fonz. He's, I would say, is known for working with flowers and bullet, bullets, flowers and bullets. I can't speak. And very cool guy, talented. He's, uh, I guess, the head of the art department. I might be wrong. He explains it in the in the podcast. So if I'm wrong, you'll hear it in the podcast. Um, yeah, guys, thanks for showing up. And here's a podcast with Fonz. Woo-woo. Hello, everyone. This is another episode of Sales Talking, and today I have Fonz. What's your whole name? Alfonso. Alfonso? Alfonso Chavez, yeah. Alfonso Chavez? Alfonso Fonz Chavez. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Thank you for being on, brother. Thank you, man. Um, I want to start off real simply. Um, what's your first memory? My first what? Your first memory. Memory. You gotta come with a hard one, huh? <laughs> First memory. I don't even know. Skip. Nah, respect. <laughs> respect. I think you're the first person. You might be the second. You might be the second. But most people like. You remember their first memory? Everybody struggles. Not everybody struggles. Oh yeah. But most people can't. Like, like it takes them a bit to remember it. Oh, okay, I got one. I got one. One that I can think of is like my family. Like my family were all entrepreneurs, and so like we've owned businesses in the past and currently. And my tata owned a restaurant out in um, Sonoita, and I remember when I was young, young like. I don't know, probably like five or something. Yeah. Um, I remember like sitting at the bar with the bartender at the time, and she would just give us like Shirley Temples with cherries. And I just remember that visual of like the setup of the bar, me being like a kid. Yeah. And just this lady keeping us company. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I like that. I like that. That's what's up. It's awesome. So you like so you're. So your family's entrepreneurial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. My my grandfather he grew up South Tucson. Yeah. Um. He was um part of the Barrio Viejo community that got gentrified, and so right. and so his whole like childhood experience is pretty crazy. There's a lot of like relocation, um, a lot of poverty. Wow. And so he went off to the Navy, uh, where he learned how to do like underwater welding like for the ships and stuff Whoa. and so that was like a skill that he brought back of course but um i think the first thing was like food because my family's like big into food right myself included yeah. but um they tried that um had a couple attempts and then just went to iron business like building like doors window really? and all that. yeah wow how come the food didn't pan out it just didn't pan out i don't know um from what I've heard, they were they were good like times and good experiences like yeah. and that business did well, but I guess it's just hard to keep. I feel like food industry is hard to keep up with in general. It's like monster. even like now here in Tucson, like a lot of restaurants like they're selling to like uh, what franchises and stuff, right? Like right. large scale, especially like downtown. I could I could see that. Yeah, but I mean back in the day, I don't know I don't know what it was exactly. Yeah. When was this the timeline? Mm, had to be mid 90s. Mid 90s? Okay. Yeah. Was it Mexican food? Yeah. 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 Nice. nice. So you, 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 you come from a, you're like a you're a couple generations from Tucson, right? Like, or, mm-hmm. like born and raised in Tucson and shit? Oh, yeah. That's awesome, yeah. man. Generations and generations. Yeah? Yeah. Damn, it's crazy. I'm like, I'm, I'm legit a first generation. Oh, really? Yeah, both my parents came from Mexico. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, both my parents came from Mexico. So not up, I mean, Mexico either way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I don't, I don't have that lineage in the same Yeah, place. there's a lot of, yeah, it's funny. There's a lot of dynamics that go with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the established, like, Chicano culture that's in Tucson. Yeah. But there's also, like, established, like, Mexican culture, and even though they're both within the same, they still, like, bump heads, you oh, know? Yeah, entirely. Just, like, like, the Chicano culture, I, my, my, my sense of it feels more like a... I guess in hip hop terms, like the new heads, and then like Mexico culture, Mexican culture is like all old heads and shit. You feel like, uh, is, is it a generational gap you feel, or is it a just? No, a, I wouldn't say generational. More. I would say um, it's just the cultures are different. Okay. You know, it's the same culture, but there's like there's subgroups within that within that same culture. You know, yeah, yeah. people um, from this continent, like yeah. a bit down south, and even within this region. Um, I think okay. it's just like. The culture in Mexico is different from the culture here, you know, even though this was at one point Mexico. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of the people that, like they say, like, were divided, you know, that hadn't necessarily crossed. Mm -hmm. But, like, there's a lot of, like, culture that's here that's, like, Chicano culture that folks wouldn't identify as, like, Mexican at all. Right. I, I trip on that, like, like certain foods and things that, like, because my girlfriend, she's from Mexico. She's mm. from uh, Hermosillo. Mm. And so... Like sometimes, like talking about food or something, I'm like, you ever had like this and that? And she'll be like, like no, who does that? Like, about? like that's a Chicano thing. Like, <laughs> that's, how do it. Yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. It's like the chimichangas and a, a, a Chicano. Yeah, creation, and like, right? yep, and like, uh, there's a lot of funny little things. I did a Facebook post about it, and people were like adding a bunch of stuff. Oh, it was like, um, it. well, just like even like uh, language, like flautas or or taquitos. They're right. like the same thing, but like yeah, we yeah. we see them differently. Yeah, yeah. And like. One thing that I identified too was like growing up, like a lot of people that I knew, like Chicano communities, they did like, they did like the burger patty tacos, which isn't like a Mexican thing really. It's like either carne asada or birria or whatever or whatever uh, cabeza. But um, but yeah, like here people do like the burger patties and then like they deep fry them and then they put like peas on top too. People are like, why would you put peas on your tacos? I've seen that actually. I've seen it's not like me in my house. We never put peas on the tacos. But I had a cousin where I visit them. Like I see peas in the tacos, and I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, I guess that's how you make them here. I respect. But I never. It's funny because I don't like them like that either. But I respect them. Yeah, no, yeah. That's the thing. Thank you for the food. <laughs> but I, I never, yep. I don't like them like that. I don't care for peace too much, man. I don't yeah, know. I don't like them either. <laughs> How did you get involved with Flowers and Bullets, man? Um, with Flowers and Bullets, um, there were a couple of my homies. Uh, so we, we graduated through the Ethnic Studies program um, in TUSD. Right. And so they kind of came back as student mentors um, to, to our classes. Because they got, uh, the homies Jacob and Tito, they're like, they're a couple years older than me. Okay. And so, once they graduated, they came back to those classes as like student aides, kind of. Wow. I would do like their little presentations and things. Yeah. And um, it just clicked. Um, I saw a lot more Jacob than I saw um, Tito, but I knew them both. Right. And with Jacob, we just connected like through hip hop, like, uh, like having discussions on hip hop and the culture and like Chicano culture and. I kind of found like a home in that, like, of course. not that there wasn't a home for it, but yeah, yeah. I kind of resonated with me a bit more. Entirely. Um, finding other like homies that were my yeah. age that were into the same thing. So, um, community, right? Yeah. And so graduated high school, and then I became a part of this program at the OVA called the Social Justice Education Project. And so that was um, both of them were a part of that program too, and a few other folks. And then um, it was primarily like um, addressing social justice issues within the education system primarily, but within the larger community as well. And so like how to address that and how to help build a bridge for students that, were, that weren't attending, students of color that weren't making it into like college basically. So it was a space within um, the university right. to help like address that. And, um, wow. and so we worked together in that way um, that's how, like, a lot of us got our, like, organizational backgrounds and those kind of skills. Um, a little bit of graphic design, event planning. Because you make shirts, right? You mm -hmm. design the shirts? Yeah, awesome. yeah. So I'm, um, I'm the art crew coordinator within Flowers and Bullets. And the okay. way that came about is because doing all that work, um, organizing and things, yeah. eventually um, Jacob and Tito kind of broke off and did their own thing. 
and they started like a shirt business, which was Flowers and Bullets, where at the time it was just t-shirts. And then um, it kind of evolved like as it went on. Um, but that they give me shit all the time because I like clown. I used I used to clown because they were largely into like gardening, and to me that was like cornball stuff. I was like, Man, you guys like. But then it's funny because now I work at like a farm and like now right. now we have a farm. Yeah, yeah. So it's a trip, a like how it works. But but yeah, I just used to, I, that's just how we used to play around. You know, yeah, I just yeah, give them a hard time. But of course. Um, they had the art component of what they did too, and so they reached out to me. Um, basically requesting like my services I guess in a way of like kind of tackling the art component like how to coordinate like an art component and kind of be in charge of that and so that was kind of like my way so in there. yeah I was like I'm with it wow so how long have you had them with them how long have you been working with them mm, let me see around I want to say around like five years five years yeah, roughly. Five years? Roughly, yeah. How old are you? I am 20... Off the record. Off no, the record? I'm just kidding. Ah, no, I'm 26. You're 26? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, cool, you're like a year older than me. Two years older than me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, that's what's up, man. That's not cool. Did you ever think you'd be working on a farm like like, like you are you are now? Mm-mm. <laughs> uh, it was, um... I don't know, there's a... There's like a cultural thing with it that like those kind of connections, you know, like it's like in our DNA and like we see it within our families, like to generations. But yeah, I was never really um, taught those kind of ways. Um, like I saw it, you know, I saw like my 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 nana used like sage and certain herbs and like my my other nana from my other side, my great nana, she had like a little garden that she would do things in. But we never really took part in that or learned much from that right. just visually it just happened yeah peripheral of your life yeah and then um once i got into like the educational social justice realm and yeah learning about food insecurities and there's a lot of like there's a lot of like um injustices right there's a lot of like what is a what's food insecurity food insecurity so basically anybody that doesn't have access to like healthy whole foods Okay. And that that's like very systematic. So, you know, um, for instance, I live in West Tucson, right? And around there, you won't find a Whole Foods, you won't find like a Natural Grocers, or you won't find a, like the Conspiracy Co-op. Like all those, right. all those places are like a good distance. Like, and maybe the the Co-op is the closest. Yeah. Um, still a distance, and it's still there's still like um, cultural differences you know what I mean like people don't see themselves in that or attending those spaces especially for the prices that they're offered at right and so our community heavily relies on jack-in-the-box that's right up the street or McDonald's like like our communities like flooded with those spots like the liquor stores and like the very easily accessible cheap spots right of course that are like killing us at the same time you know okay that's so that's food insecurity yeah, okay. yeah, and so that was like something that, cor- that corresponds with like food deserts, right, or something like that. Okay, I believe that's yeah, thing. yeah. Those are all kind of like those are different, um, like kind of perspectives on it. Um, the way we see it, we kind of don't acknowledge it. Like we live in a desert, but the way that people use that is in the connotation of like there's a lack of lacking of something, you know, like it's a desert and there's nothing there. But like our desert's bountiful, you know what I mean? Like right. you just gotta know. You gotta be from the desert. You gotta know how to work with it. Right, you gotta know right. the seasons and harvesting times and how to okay. harvest. And I like that. You, yeah. you don't want to give it the negative connotation that has. Yeah. The word yeah, I guess that's kind of like the the European perspective. You right. know what I mean? That even goes back to like Europeans, like right. as settlers, like coming here and being like, "There's no food," and it's right. like, right. it's food all over." You it's know? Food all over. I mean, yeah. You just don't know how to look. Yeah, you gotta. You see this cactus? You gotta eat it. Yeah. Right. Looking at it, it's like, I need that cactus. Man. Yeah, man, I get it. I get it. Um, for me personally, I never really had any connection to like uh, gardening or to like people using sage and stuff like that. That stuff was uh, non existent in my family on mm-hmm. both sides. At least I didn't experience it myself. Maybe it was mm-hmm. happening, but I didn't notice it like at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it was uh, and that's, um, very distant. Yeah, and that's like that's distance that has been put in place for those exact reasons to cause that disconnection. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, you know, um, 
at one point when when like our ancestors practiced certain practices, those things were like looked down upon and shunned. Like right. pe- like people were killed for it, you yeah, know, entirely, because um, it was seen as something evil, right, and all of that. And so we were kind of forced to have that disconnect. And even still, that exists, um, especially folks from Mexico that are so close to the border. I feel like there's a huge feeling of like people wanting to be like American, you yeah. know what I mean? And yeah. so it's like you denounce like those cultural practices and traditions yeah. through generations too. My, uh, my grandparents, even my dad, um, they were beat in school for speaking Spanish and stuff like that, you know? And so that's horrible. you think like the mindset that goes within that, if that happens to you, like why are you gonna teach your kids to speak that language? But I mean, that's that that's kind of an explanation for like that yeah. gen- generational shift. That's insane. Did they did they teach you Spanish? Yeah, I mean, um, I used to speak it pretty fluently when I was younger. I went to Davis Elementary. Oh, okay. And so it was a bilingual school. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so we spoke a lot of Spanish. We were in mariachi. Um, but we kind of lost that connection still. My, my, I talked to my nana, like, I, I understand it. I can get by with it. Yeah, it's yeah. just... It's not as fluent as it was Yeah, before. yeah. I get that. Spanish was my first language, but I lost it. I lost it with just the process of going to school and shit. Yeah. It fucking happens, man. <laughs> fucking happens. Yeah. And then um, you get even, like, you get even, even deeper with it. And, like, even Spanish is, like, a European language. It's you very know? true. And so that's... Very I've always kind of... Not always, like, when I was younger, but, like, for a while, I've had that that, that perspective of, like, getting more into, like, like learning history and, and culture and all those things. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And just understanding colonization, because that's, like, a whole thing within itself, too. Mm-hmm. And that kind of, um, yeah, helped me see a lot of things like that. Like Yeah, that's been very prevalent in my, um, lately, the, the, the idea of colonization has been really prevalent. You should yeah. not be, but like now it's like yeah. it's like in my face. It's yeah. really strange. It's a good thing too. It's really strange, and it's um puts a lot of things in in a, in a slightly different perspective. It's really it's really interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a trip. It's yeah. like it's like there's a whole it's like a whole different world. You know yeah. what I mean? To learn about, and it's a trip. Like reading into it and just understanding more about it. It's like entirely get that. Yeah, that's for, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, have you, what has, uh, working with Flowers and Bullets, what have you noticed? How has that experience been for you? It's tough, man. Yeah. I mean, it's it's dope. It's it's super um, gratifying. Like, it's, it's, uh, it's good, you know, it feels good, but it's like, it's hard work. It's hard work. Um, and constantly, because the, the services that we're, we're, we provide are like, there um, could be like like um, life saving for some folks, you know. Um, we've done work with people who have been incarcerated, folks that have uh, been or maybe even currently addicted on, on certain drugs, or yeah. you know, because um, we're working with primarily like underserved communities and like right. folks that are that are lacking so many resources and things, and so um, it's crucial work. And there's such like a push to. To do it you yeah. know within our collective because everybody holds each other accountable like how come you haven't done this yet and, and we're on top of each other but yeah. um we also function pretty well as a collective you know i've been a part of many groups and that weren't nearly as successful and i think largely that just has to do with like how we function as a collective as yeah. a group um and just the perspective that we have on like our structure and things and don't get me wrong, like our structure is like it's ever developing. Right, of course. And it's it's like it's a lot of work that goes within it yeah. and like a lot of folks have dedicated like their lives like to F and B, like establishing that and things and it's good. I mean it's like I say, it's good work, like mm-hmm. some I, I, I recognize that when I travel and like we meet with other groups and yeah. Like one, folks don't really know what we do, not because like they don't see us doing a lot, it's just that they see us do so much. Right. It's like, so what is it that you all do, like, specifically? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I get jealous of other organizations because there's organizations that, that are in town or wherever that maybe their focus is immigration. Right. That's it. Like, they're looking into policy and everything surrounding immigration. Like, with us, we're, we're into, like, clothing, art, music, um, 
like the food the food justice component gardening providing green spaces like addressing like like um, poverty um, social ills and social justice and and indigenous uh, culture and communities doing work with that and like uh-huh. folks of color and like there's all these different things that it kind of branches off into yeah and so it's a trip in that sense too it's it's like it's i get trip. jealous of the other crews because i'm like man like it must be like, easy that like, you have like a path you know focus. and us we're kind of like it's like like we call it a sustainability tree and yeah. fnb or like i call it sustainability tree yeah. and like it's kind of like it's like the tree of how we function and then it, all of the functionality is the branches yeah. and there's just so many branches you know yeah, and you yeah, can yeah. get caught in those branches too i bet yeah god damn that's yeah, <laughs> so crazy yeah. have you met another group that, that that diversifies itself like that um i've met yeah we've met a lot of cool crews that do like great work mm-hmm. um but like i say I, I haven't really i can't say from my experience but I could think of, of like other crews that have, that kind of function in that way because like right. we developed that system. Like the sustainability tree is right. like our system of functionality and how yeah. we work. And so that's not like, we didn't buy a manual for that. You know right, what I mean? Course. Like we you developed, we sat that. down and like created. And so there's organizations that do like really good work, like working with youth and that have similar models that they've done, they've developed themselves. Mm. Um, they're just structured differently, you know what I mean? Right. And everybody kind of has their own way, which is super dope. But it's, it's good to see other other crews doing work because yeah, you can see, like, you can exchange knowledge and see how they do stuff. And, right. Yeah, it's dope. That's so crazy. Yeah. I like that, though. I mean, I feel like that, that helps the... I feel like that would help the collective remain almost stable in a way. Yeah. It's crucial, man. Like, yeah. like taking those trips and, and meeting other folks, networking like that is, like... That kind of gives you um, like a drive to like keep uh, kind of like inspiration. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you meet other crews that are doing stuff, because one, it helps you understand like there's other people that are doing this work, which makes it more yeah. crucial. And then it's just um, inspiring to see like the effects that other other crews have right. and the work that they do. And then sometimes you catch stuff too that helps you. That's like look, like they do it like this. Like we've been trying to figure out how to do something like that for this long. And wow. Yeah, so that's always the best, huh? Yeah, that's cool. That's <laughs> so always cool. Because then how's it's like the, not reinventing the wheel, kind of. Entirely, entirely. How's yeah. the how's the farm coming? Good, man. Um, how's that whole thing? It's a beast. It's like it's nine. I want to say it's over nine acres of land. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of like policies that go within that. Um, being within the flight path of Davis Mountain. Right. And so. There's a lot of like zoning and and working like navigating through that whole whole thing, um, but the work's happening. We just had a, a work day the other day on Saturday, um, so we have a chicken coop that was brought in in collaboration with like the University of Arizona and a couple of our members that pretty much built like this mansion of a chicken coop that we have, and wow. so they built it, painted it, and then. They shipped it, or we shipped it. I went with them. Um, we yeah. delivered it to the site, and then um, they they set it up, um, kind of in its like basic skeleton form. And yeah, then yeah. Saturday we had like a, a community work day, and we had I want to say around like 20 people just from the community that showed up 6 a.m. on Saturday to do work. Wow. And they helped us like weed, take out some weeds, and like yeah. work with the work with the space a little bit with the working in the field kind of taking out all the grass and things and then um another group was kind of heading the whole chicken coop so like they were putting on like the corrugated still and finishing like the final touches and stuff wow so it was dope and they finished we finished it all in like a day by the end of the day like we provided food and stuff so everybody had time to like chill and talk and like we got it done and it was just satisfying it was cool everybody did work and Wow, the more so people crazy. you have, like, so much better, so the easier it is. Like, yeah. Was it, were the people that went, were they part of FMB, or were they just literally people from um, the community around the... Yeah, it was just all, it was some FMB and some community, largely community. Um, wow. We have uh, a lot of, like, super dope uh, supporters that are just, like, down. Like, I don't think we ever really have a concern um not to be arrogant, but I, I don't feel like we work hard to do networking within the community and, yeah. and working with the community and being transparent with them so that 
folks take pride in the work that we all do because right. it's like it's a community effort yeah you know a lot of the work that we do we um we do um we talk to like the neighbors in like barrio centro where yeah. like the work is largely stationed so we talk to the neighbors and like what do you think would like help or help benefit this community and right. it's a lot different than like kind of just showing up and being like this is what we're gonna do you know and so everybody you guys, kind of you guys come at it like it's a really a yeah. community effort you're not like giving orders and everything like yeah. that yeah. that's so fucking cool <laughs> yeah yeah it's pretty hardcore that's pretty fucking cool man it's a slower uh, it's it's a slower and more complicated process but it's like i say it's fulfilling more and it's rewarding dope, right yeah and like the people are more committed too that's something that i learned like like i say i've been a part of crews and collectives and even like like work like a job and like people that do things they do it because they have to or they're told to you know and it's like keep somebody like a leader saying like this is what needs to happen you need to be here at this time but when when people are passionate about it you know and they know that the work needs to be done and they enjoy it like they'll show up early and be the last to leave and just because it's like they enjoy it you know we all enjoy that work damn that that's so cool man how's that how you guys have, have been also working on the building itself, right? The school part of it? The school, so like the building itself, yeah. we don't have access to. Oh, no? Um, no, I think okay. like architecturally, um, it's unsound. Because oh. it's been abandoned for so long. That makes sense. That um, makes sense. it's either like at a point where it's like you completely like redo the whole building or you demolish it, which takes like, it takes some money, you know? It's too much. Yeah, and so our main focus right now is just working with the land right. and um, the surrounding area. So we remodeled like this ramada that was right there. Um, we redid the walls and we repainted the whole thing. And, and then we did the chicken coop and then yeah. working in the field a little bit. So kind of prepping all that area. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. There was somebody living in that Ramada. Oh, for real? Yeah, there was, was this dude that was like, that was his place. Like, yeah. he had like everything set up, like water, like electricity, just routing stuff. Are you serious? Yeah. What? What happens? You guys have to keep him out? Yeah, kind of like, we talked to him. I think one of the members talked to him and just let him know what was happening. Yeah. Um, I think he relocated to our other Ramada, <laughs> which is like, whatever, you it's know. Like that. All right, I'm moving that it kind of sucks because like, the more we wait, on like telling him but he has to leave. the more he gets like situated you know like cool like i got my own yeah you just tell him sooner now right? yeah but yeah <laughs> bro he's all like finally faded and shit you guys show up again he's like hey man uh we're gonna move this putting the too. last book on yeah, the bookshelf yeah for real right <laughs> oh man yeah uh this is resourceful I know that's what we said like we should have them like as our security like you can stay here but keep an eye but yeah yeah I think there's a lot of issues with that so right yeah situations man that's, that's so cool what else is uh, FMB doing right now is that pretty much the focus right now that's the that's the main focus um recently I took a trip to the prison um to what is it out east um to meet with some of like the inmates there um so they're actually doing similar work like that on the inside and so I, supposedly they've been following us like a group of those guys they're into sustainability and gardening and stuff and they've been following us like on social media or however they get their information wow. but um i guess they get updates and and so they know of us and so um this uh woman her name is madeline madeline kaiser she does a lot of work within the prison systems and yeah. stuff here in tucson and so she contacted us and asked if we'd be interested in like going for like a little tour and meeting some of the folks. So I went out there and I met with some dudes and they 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 led like their own lesson plans and teaching like some of us that went and just talking about like their traditional practices. Some native uh, wow. some native dudes that were in there were like breaking stuff down and like their traditional practices and planting methods and right. and it was dope. Like met, I met a couple cats who like uh, were MCs. So nice. they came up and they're like spitting in my ear, like, yeah. And I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> taking it in and everything. Like, yeah, like, you, got yeah some bars. Cool. you got some bars. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Damn. Yeah, so that was cool. Yeah, um, that's one of the things. Um, uh, our art collective is forever working on like imagery, mural work. So, yeah. um, 
last year we completed a mural at the Boys and Girls Club. Um, and currently we're working on one that we're just finishing up at Monzo Elementary. And so it's a huge, it's a huge mural. I forget how, uh, what the square footage is. But yeah, it's like half of this place pretty much, but taller. And so it's this whole... I'm currently in Cartel. Cartel Coffee Lab for those who aren't seeing you. Oh, okay. I was like, damn, you're getting back up. <laughs> um, so letting everybody know. Yeah, so yeah. They can visualize it. I was like, <laughs> um, yeah, what I'm looking at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's a, it's a dope mural. It's in collaboration with, like, the, the food groups that work within TUSD. Huh. And so they, they're starting with, like, this whole... Um, they're developing, like, this whole lesson plan... Um, for students that want to get involved with like gardening and those kind of practices. Wow. And so they're asking if we can make it kind of like an educational tool um, oh. to, to kind of help guide that. And so it's like this whole scene of like, wish I brought pictures. It's, could, this, it's this whole scene that's like as if you were like an ant and okay. you're looking up and you see like all these big plants, but you're also seeing kind of like an x-ray image of like what's happening under the soil. Uh, like if you imagine you cut the soil yeah, in half, like a bisection. and you can see like the levels of the soil, and okay. you see the roots and how they're formulating. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. see the plants and how they're interacting, like carrots that are intertwined and roots yeah. and like chili plants. Damn. And it's like rows in the field. Yeah. And yeah, that one's coming along. That's super cool. Dope. I think I saw. Have you guys been putting that on your mm -hmm. Insta story? Yeah. Yeah, I think I've seen a little bit of that. Yeah. So that's cool. We're like, from what I know, we're like one of the only crews who kind of does that kind of work. Is um putting much emphasis on my community but also the arts and culture yeah. as well as like the whole agricultural component you guys are attacking it on all sides yeah yeah we kind of incorporate all those things with all of our murals and so yeah. like yeah this one was a big project because we're literally like teaching lesson plans with this like someone could literally walk up and talk about like we have a, a depiction like an image of the three sisters so like squash beans and corn right and that alone you could do a whole lesson plan on like traditional planting practices and break that down and the root systems and yeah, yeah, yeah. and so all that had to like took a lot of planning you know with these guys the painters and the dope thing is that they have that knowledge too like the painters themselves right so like yeah they also know what they're doing yeah that's so cool so like so like so i'm guessing you were you're an artist, right? Before anything else? Yeah, I mean, I was into art. Um, like I mentioned, my thought that was like a like an entrepreneur, businessman, right. and, yeah. and he's also an artist too. He does like all the sketch work for his businesses and layouts really? and stuff. And so, um, I kind of grew up with that. Um, and Davis was a was largely known for like the art programs too. We did a lot of right. artwork. Um, Shouts to Raquel. Raquel was like she's still around too. I see her all over the place, but she was like my art teacher. And oh, just, nice. just recently, like, I saw she attended one of our F&B art jams, like, really? years back. And I was yeah. like, yo, I think you were my art teacher when I was, like, eight. Yeah. And she was like, oh, damn. And she recognized me, too. Nice. But um, just another one of those Tucson ways that, like, things cycle here. For real, man. But, um, but yeah, I, there was a point where I was heavily into the arts. And then after high school, maybe even, like, Probably like my junior year, I kind of just like dropped it. Just didn't see it as anything that would be a part of my life, I guess. So I disconnected myself with it. Yeah. And um, uh, yeah, I kind of lost that for a bit. And then kind of with like the reintegration or like like getting involved with F&B. And because um, I, I, just, I just went off and started doing a lot of hip hop stuff. So I started like doing my MCs and booking events, like small scale events, like okay. with the groups that I was working with. Yeah, yeah. And then um, just getting in connects with a lot of like the, the hip hop scene here. And um, so from ours, you went into hip hop. Like yeah, that. yeah. And it's all like intertwined. Of course. Um, a lot of my homies are into graffiti. A lot of my homies are like yeah. MCs, B-boys, all that, DJs. And so... Um, so yeah, I would I would coordinate events and I try to incorporate all those elements and I think that's when F and B was like, oh like this dude like could organize and do this kind of stuff. So yeah, for sure. as a component. Um, and so yeah, kind of like leading that and and, and getting with F and B and, and launching all these programs and things, I think slowly has kind of brought me back to that. Oh. And so I've started like sketching and, and doing little paintings and stuff and then kinda of nice. started like doing my own thing and getting into digital arts. I took, yeah, the hard thing is it's all, like, self-taught. Like, right. I mean, I, I've taken a class, like, at Pima, which was, like, it didn't really give me what I needed, but 
happens. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I took, I, I'm, I've been taking the self-taught route, and it's a slow process, but it's a dope process, like figuring your style and trying different stuff. I like that, man. I, I, I've i interacted with most, mostly a lot of self-taught people. Yeah. And um, I'm like sort of one of them. So like, I, uh, that's the route to go, in my opinion. Like, mostly yeah. with like so much information that's accessible to us. Yeah. It's, uh, all you need to know is what you're looking for. And then when you know how to look for it, you could yeah, you figure yourself. it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. That's like the best. YouTube's thing. a great tool. Too. YouTube's amazing <laughs> for it, man. YouTube's fucking stupid yeah. for it. It's, yeah. it's like it's uh, it's, it's great. Yeah. It's great. The cool thing too is that like myself being an artist and like yeah. working with art collective, like it's never been like that dynamic of me like having to order them around or that kind of like because I'm the art crew coordinator, right. so. I do like the event work and I do the planning and the coordination with like the paperwork and all that mm -hmm. and the artists and so yeah like we we all do it together like as artists like when we order our t-shirts or the hats or whatever team effort yeah and we know what it consists of you know we're not going in blind being like what's up with these colors like how does this go and if someone hits me up from like a print shop and says hey you have this in the wrong format then it's like cool I'll send it right now and I can do it, you know, I don't have to outsource and be like, hey, this person said, I don't know what that means, but right. get it fixed for me, you know? Right. <laughs> so it's, it's dope, like, in that sense, for That's sure, too. That's entirely dope. You're taking yeah. the package your own hands at that point. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's awesome, man. Now, have you, did you, were you behind the design behind Fire's Bullets and stuff like that? Or? Um, I've hard pulled a couple of them. Okay. So, like, this hat design, yeah. um, the font was my work. It kind of bounced back between me oh, and nice. the homegirl, uh, Elena Rogue, Shout she goes by. Yeah, and um, so kind of bounced back and forth with that. And then Jacob, um, his image, Mezzo, is the, the pickaxe and the rifle and the so, shovel on it. Yeah. And so that was the original image that we used for our T-shirts. Yeah. And then we just funked it out a bit and yeah. made, it, made it to go, like, applicable for a hat and just oh, messed with that in that way. Nice. And then this is, this is Jacob's design, too like that are those what machetes yeah <laughs> nice. machetes and then the tucson scenery yeah and there's a whole breakdown of like just this shirt like this piece itself too like if you talk to jacob like he'll explain like the whole thing of the thought process and like it's a lot deeper too i bet i bet yeah that's what's up that's what's up i love all the designs that you guys come up with it's real cool man speaking of cool. i got you some things well you did flowers and bullet sticker oh yeah, oh. another flowers and bullets sticker. Oh, and then a Fonz 520 sticker. Respect. That's your boy. This is, this is originally yours, right? Yeah. This is awesome. Who made you come up with this? I don't even know. I remember um, I did a few versions of it. I love that. I just like, I like Ninja Turtles. And I think I was like looking through fonts, doing a lot of font work. Nice. And I saw one that was like the Ninja Turtle. And I was like, damn, like, I can work with that. And then uh, I was like, damn, what if I do like this? And, like, it'd have to be something with a T, Tucson, like, Tucson's my city. And, like, because I also, I don't know, like, I, I take a lot of pride in, like, doing Tucson-specific stuff, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Like, as the entire collective, like, try to have some sort of relation. So, like, that one says, like, um, establish a date, and it's, like, Chukson. Chukson. And then part two of that, I got you a T, man. Man, thank you, bro. This is uh, one of mine. What does it say? Support vocal artists. Vocal artists. I yeah, like that. Buddy. That's a So this is a collaboration piece between uh, my cousin, Dwell. Yeah. So he's, like, a well-known graph artist, like, in Tucson. Yeah. But, like, even beyond, like, he's a part of, like, some large groups. And so he does a lot of graph. And so he helped me, like, with the font work. Yeah. And kind of, like, the layout and things. And then oh, I just yeah. did my thing with I it. love that. Oh, yeah, he's really like that, that S. I'm, uh, I'm a super yeah, fan Yeah, man. Of this dude's, like, for letters, like, yeah, he kills it for everything, really. Thank you so much, bro. Yeah, man. Thank you. Thanks man. for having me. Of course. Of course. Do I have another question for you? I feel like I do. I feel like I do. What, what do you... What do you see yourself in, like, five years, man? Five years... Doing... Kind of like the development of this. I mean, this is a long-term goal yeah. that that's been in the works for like years. That'll continue to be in the works. Hopefully, like when I have kids, this is something that they'll have. You right. know, I think all of that. Like a lot of us, like this younger generation, is all about 
kind of building like uh, community organizing and building and establishing relationships for the next generation you know yeah. I think a lot of us I feel like the older generation kind of dropped the ball with a lot of things because there was a lot of complaints you know it was a lot of like <laughs> these damn punks like Right. tagging all the shit and with right. the raps and the punk rock and all this right. and there was a lot of that you know what i mean but it was like what are you doing for those kids you know how are you how are you donating your time how are you putting any of your work or Nobody's anything you know anything. yeah and that not to say that there wasn't you know there was yeah. still a lot of crews like uh rebel Arte collective and like scrappies and certain okay. like groups like that that yeah. were established like here in tucson yeah, yeah. but largely like those were hard to like juggle too um but there just wasn't a lot of that and I think like our generation is working pretty damn hard to like create those and yeah. like alright here's the alternatives you know um, a lot of us with F&B we recognize like what our issues were growing up and like so how do we address that you know what I mean um, just last week we did an opioid um, like uh, overdose prevention training and so we had a woman come down and break down like how you get um, how you address those types of situations yeah. and like the medication that you provide, how to get it yeah, yeah. And, and all that, keep it with you and how to provide other people with it. Wow. And just the whole lesson plan on that. Yeah. And that's just one of those ways that like we work to address like those kind of issues, you know, when someone in the collective says, yo, like I have a homie who's going through this and it's like, oh, like me too. And then you understand like, it's 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 widespread right you know and it's so it's more prevalent than we think yeah so like hopefully like when our young ones are coming up you know they'll have those alternatives um, right somewhere to work somewhere to learn I somewhere to that. practice things art whatever you know whatever's part of the culture i like that man i like that a lot yeah. so it's, it's uh it's an intention that i sort of carry with like this podcast sort of it's just, i'm just building connections with this goddamn thing so yeah I'm just having fun with it yeah. But it's essentially to have connections. Yeah, know? man. That's dope. Yeah, a lot of people, too, like journalists or folks that do that kind of work, too, they focus largely on the things that are always focused on, you know? Like, right. a small group of folks that are always doing the same things and always get the attention. Not for me, not me being, like, jealous. Like, how come they always... But right. just to, like, diversify things, you know? Yeah. Um, I consider it like if you have a tool, you use that to build, you know what I mean? And if someone's already established or if they're already like up there, you know, like what about this person that's hustling out here that's doing things too, you know? Right. And that's what's dope about you is like I've seen a lot of up and coming cats that are doing like dope stuff that are that are on your, your podcast, you, so that's cool. Yeah. I like you guys, man. I like Flowers and Bullets. I like USU almost no, almost all the events I go to. So <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 Saw you yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> Caught you for a quick, like, flash, and then you're gone. Yeah. You like the, I ended up... You like the Phantom documentary of Tucson, man. <laughs> I like you that. You event. You see him in the back, like, where do you go? I like that. He's out. <laughs> He's in the next I event. I like that. No, not even, man. I stayed there for, like, to, like, the end of the first, the day part, anyway. Oh, okay. Yeah, I said that's, like, the end of the day. Yeah, we showed up late. We showed up late and then we dipped yeah. out. Like we were yeah. for like an hour, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're tired, shit. <laughs> you probably were tired, right? Yeah. Yesterday was your birthday, right? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got up at six, man. I was out the night before. Oh I like, my man, god. Go. I was at Cobra again, my. How's game Cobra? On. It's Is dope, it, man. It's dope. Right, I yeah. haven't even I walked in yet. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It gets it gets pretty wild in there. Well, just like so many people. That. That. It's cool though. It's a new thing in Tucson, so everybody's like, oh my god, let's go do this. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's the type of thing that folks needed too, like, in a way, like, if you come downtown, you're like, what do you, like, what do you chill, you know? Like, where you could just have, like, kind of fun and just kick back. Yeah. Without having to go to just, like, a bar or, like, right. or, like cafe and just sit there, you know? Yeah. It's I, like, it is a good in between. Interactive. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very true. It's very true. I didn't think about it, but you're right. It's not a it's not a type of space that's not available here in Tucson. Yeah. It's either you're getting you're drinking caffeine or you're drinking alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pick your poison, man. Yeah. That's life, man. Uh, it's um, either you you do something to help feed your disease or you do something to help cure it. It's like that's a big thing, like with like that I learned like within the food stuff too. Yeah. And that's applicable for everything. Like. It's true, man. What you're involved it's with. It's very true. Has working with flowers and bullets. Uh, changed the I'm, I'm assuming yes but like because I've, I've seen videos of you like cook and stuff like that like is that new to you or was that always in your life I'm, 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 I'm gonna say maybe it's 
Yeah, it's, what, what were you going to say? Well, like, I feel like maybe, yes, it's been in part of your life, but yeah, has it, it has it, has yeah, flowers and bullets changed? It's kind of enhanced way? a lot of things, you know, like, mm. given, like, a platform for. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I learned, I learned a lot of cooking from my nana, like, my grandmother, right. who would use, like, traditional things, like, like, calabacitas, or, like, verdolagas, or nopales, mm. or, like, she would right. cook with. And I think after learning, like, um, like the culture behind it, you know, the history of these foods and like how it applies and what kind of like nourishment it provides and how good it is for us, you know, right. our disconnection with that food is what's causing a lot of illnesses. And right. so even myself, like I was like gaining weight like crazy, like a few years back. And um, I lost the grip too, just from like eating like that, I lost like 60 pounds. Wow. And so that was like, just like a year or a year and a half of just like kind of like a plant-based diet but more so like what they call like a decolonized diet so like traditional like oh. native diet right yeah, yeah, yeah. so largely plant-based um and i hunt and like yeah. fish like Do with my hunt? family too yeah my uncle and my wow. brother so i try to like keep it like you know what i mean yeah. i try to stick to stuff like that if not like wow. if you're gonna how's source the, your meats how's the hunted meat it's good man like yeah it's been a little minute i'm gonna I'm gonna go on an elk hunt here soon. Oh wow! Do with uh, do you use guns? Oh arrow? Yeah. For real? Oh, yeah. that's awesome, man. How long have you been doing that? How long have you been doing that? Um, for years, man. I've been really? on and off. Yeah, wow. I, I I lose I lose it for a bit, then I Damn. come back. Were you like were you use a bow and arrow? Yeah, yeah. That's respect. Yeah, I, I stepped that's back from it. I I did a, a first hunt years back. Yeah. Shout out Avelina made some javelina chorizo out of that wow but um was it good? yeah it was bomb <laughs> you just gotta know how to work with it it's About like that. any food right especially course. meat like meat's not that meat's not that crazy yeah. like a lot of people put way too much emphasis on meat man like meat's gonna taste like however you season it you know what i mean and it's one of like the most seasoned altered foods ever like people do so much shit with meat that's like right. after at that point it's like why should you even eat that like right but but yeah, that's what's up. That's me going on my little food tangent. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like real, real, real passionate about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's cool, man. I, I, I've been contemplating trying to go hunting, but um, I haven't, haven't, haven't done it yet or nothing like that. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's an interest. I probably wouldn't have gotten into it if I didn't have like my uncle, like my deal, who was like kind of like my mentor. Who, yeah kind of introduced that to me and my brother yeah kind of showed us like those ways but, but yeah once we picked it up we started doing it i shot that javelina i was like good off that for a bit and then yeah. and then i think it's about time to come back around with it then practicing a little bit but wow you see it like this is how diverse my, my whole podcast is last guest i had complete vegan <laughs> you're talking about hunting yeah yeah <laughs> it's funny too because i'm that. almost i'm almost like it's weird because I believe in the, I believe in those concepts too. Yeah, I think um, what a lot of things that we focus on when we talk about like native identity and concepts and the culture within that yeah. is like, no, like I can't, I can't. It's almost like Christianity. Like folks were Christians and they believe like if anybody's not a Christian, like you're going to hell. Like you ain't, you ain't shit. And then it's like, what about folks that were living like off the land in the Amazon or over even like here in the in the United States, like before right. like. Christianity was even like you're saying that they were just doomed like right. because they didn't believe yeah. and it's kind of like I have that kind of same concept with veganism is like right. like as native people um, we've been surviving or how do you say that about um, folks who don't even have like the bountiful like like plant life you know what I mean who live in the snow or right. like who live in these certain elevations and right. and they survive off of like nothing but that you know yeah. what I mean and like that's their traditions their life their culture their it's everything like, it's sort of like a privilege to be a vegan a exactly vegan. yeah <laughs> and so like how are you gonna say like this person like they're evil and it's like yeah, oh, like that's how they they live their evil. lives you know uh, she wasn't aggressive about it. She was just like, yeah, I'm Yeah, a vegan. they usually aren't, dude. Like, yeah. they usually, vegans are, like, chill, but, like, it's the other people, man. Like, yeah. it's, the, it's the meat eaters that are hardcore. True like, that, man. <laughs> I, I, feel like, I feel like the only time I kind of snap at folks is, like, defending right. that kind of stuff, you yeah, know? Yeah, because, yeah. like, how do you take so much pride in, like, being a sucker to, like, that food industry? Like, right. no, bacon, bro, bacon. And it's like, all right, we're going to have a time. <laughs> they're but, doing that kind of stuff, I get that. Yeah. Some people, like, sometimes it's just strange what people, what people like to hold on to. 
but you know they can't they can't just let it go sometimes. Yeah. And so I, I never I can't understand it, but I probably have the same tendency sometimes. So. <laughs> yeah. You know, like what, I, what can I do? Yeah. Um, any last words, my brother? We're at 50 minutes. So. Mm, no, I mean, no. Thanks for having me. Uh, like this is dope. You wanna let them know where they can find you? Yeah, I mean, um, there's a few. Uh, I mean, you can find us at flowersandbullets.com. Um, check out some of our merch. Um, you can always donate to the cause, um, the work that we do. Maybe if you want to read up a bit more on like what we're working towards or what we've done. Um, we have a documentary out on Vimeo. Oh, really? Yeah, so it's like an 11-minute documentary. It's done by No Lights Media here in town. So you can go to Vimeo, just type in Flowers and Bullets, and I'll pull it right up. Our Instagram, our Facebook, um, either of our artists, we have like a learn about our artist page or meet our artist page on there. So you could check in on like each of those artists and kind of um, trace trace them down. Um, me, myself, Fonz520, Instagram, uh, largely Instagram. I'm not gonna like make a Facebook on it, but but yeah. And I'm 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 primarily like I'm I'm on small scale stuff like T-shirts, stickers, prints. Nice. I'm cool with that. It's because I'm so damn busy all the time. I put a lot into like F&B, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. F&B seems to take a lot. Yeah, yeah, lot. for sure, man. Like, that's all we do, man. Like, <laughs> sleep, eat, and all that. F&B. Yep. <laughs> sleep, eat, and F&B. Yep, sleep, yeah, that's it. No, it is all F&B. Yeah. Sleeping it, eating it. Oh, man. Well, thank you, Fonz. Hey, thank yeah. you so much. Thank you, uh, man. And thank everybody for listening. Uh, we'll catch you in the next one. How was that? I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation. It was a lot of fun. And uh, it was in the middle of a very busy uh, cartel coffee lab after afternoon. It was really busy in there. But I was hopefully able to fix it so well, fix it enough that you didn't, you didn't bother, it didn't bother you as much. Again, I can't speak. So um, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Um, technically, there's like one episode left before um, this uh, this experiment is uh, it's essentially over. Don't worry, don't worry about the podcast. The podcast will keep going. Just you know, pay attention to your feeds. Um, uh, yeah, because I, I don't know if the Wednesday thing is going to keep going. I I won't make any promises on that. That's for sure. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> um, lots of lot lots a lot of things are happening. A lot of things. Um, for those who are subscribed to um the actual feed of my podcast, you will know firsthand what I'll be doing. Everyone else will um be pleasantly surprised. You know. Anyways. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. If you did, great. Maybe leave a comment. Maybe even like it. Who knows? Um, I mean, if you can leave a comment, if you're on SoundCloud, you can leave a comment. Share it with a friend. I don't know. Flowers and Bullets is a great group. They need more like publicity, in my opinion. So, you know, do it for them. Not even for me. Do it for them. But it helps me out, too. So, like, you know. <laughs> um, stupid. Uh, all right, cool. Thanks for listening. I love you guys. And, you know, I'll catch you in the next one.